on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the real and say goodbye to the lies The fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF That's where uh, you submit the Qs and I bring the AFs. Now, today's show is primarily focused on personal development. How can I help you win? How can I help you be better? How can I help you kick ass? That's what this show is about. For many, many years, I hosted a show called the MFCEO Project, which was the number one personal development podcast on iTunes for years. All right. This is where I answer those kind of questions. Where can they submit those questions, DJ? Guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Okay. That's for Q&AF. Now, sometimes when you tune in, you're going to hear CTI, which is cruise the internet. That's where we throw up three headlines on the screen. We uh, deduce the truth from the bullshit, and then we identify the problem. Okay? And sometimes we talk about the solution on that show, but ultimately... The solution to fixing what's going on in America is going to come from our own personal standard raising, our own personal excellence, all right? So we have the problem with CTI, and then we have the solution with Q&AF. Then sometimes we have real talk, and real talk is where I get on, I give you a short burst of high energy, um, real talk. It is what it sounds like. Uh, as we all know, people are soft as fuck, and they need to hear the truth. And they need to hear reality and you need to operate in reality. And that's what real talk is all about. And then sometimes we have full length, which is where I bring on uh, my, my successful, amazing, uh, kick-ass friends. And we teach you how you can do the same. All right. Because they're no different than you. And that's the point of this show. The point of this show is to help you understand that you are your own fucking savior when it comes to this world. You are the answer you're looking for. All right. And that's what we talk about. And that is the baseline message that you need to understand from this show. And I hope you take away. Sometimes we will also have 75 hard verses. Uh, for those of you that don't know what 75 hard is, you can go listen to episode 208 and it will explain uh, 75 hard and the live hard program in depth. So you can understand it's a free program that I designed to help people basically become what the fuck they're supposed to become. That's the truth. Right? So that is the show, and, and we don't run ads on this show. I don't run ads for this show. The show operates entirely off word of mouth. So I ask that you share the show, and the reason I ask you share the show is because the message needs to get out. Now, I could run ads for the show um, and on the show and fill your one-third of this time with ads and, and make a whole bunch of money, Okay. I don't do that because I don't want to corrupt the message. I want the message to be pure. I don't want to answer to anybody. And I want this to be a place that you can come get some honest shit from somebody. Okay. Honest opinions. Uh, I may not be right about everything, but I've done pretty well in life. I've been very successful. Uh, I have a functioning brain that works pretty well. And I try to uh, help us figure out what the fuck is going on. So with that being said, What's up, DJ? What's going on, brother? How are you, man? Good, man. And hello, children. <laughs> <laughs> hello, children. Yeah. No, man, I got some good ones for you. Oh, you do? I got some I'm good shocked. ones for you. Are you uh, shocked, Syed? <laughs> you shocked he's got some good ones? 
All let's right. get into it, man. Let's do get into it. Let's, you know, let's, we let's... try to keep the. I, I value these people's time, man. You know, yeah, for sure. So let's uh, let's let's give them some good value. Let's answer some shit and uh, and move the fuck on. Let's knock it out, man. Andy, question number one: uh, How did you hire employees, and what did you look for necessarily in the beginning of your business um, versus to how your hiring system looks and works now? Mm-hmm. Uh, this person, I'm a really small business owner and right now no one wants to work. So what are the ways that you attract workers in an industry that requires people? Well, look, man, first of all, <laughs> how I did it in the beginning is how everybody does it in the beginning. You, you, you talk to your friends, you ask your friends, people that you know, and say, Hey man, well, you, you want to pick up some time? And you know, you kind of work this human patchwork of people to help you get it going. You pay them. Um, well, and you know, you start to build the structure of your business. And then as you scale, you become, you know, more and more experienced and understand the systems, uh, that need to be created to produce the kind of person that you want. Um, and, and, and I said, produce the kind of person you want, not, not hire the kind of person you want. And and you need to make a note of that. Because there is no way to hire people that are guaranteed winners. It's always a roll of the dice. Um, But the best thing that you can do is to create a framework for them that rewards them based upon their progression um, and and ultimately, you know, success in in the company. But I think the real the real answer to this question is is not the question that was asked. Um, The real answer to this question is. How do I get people to believe in my company vision? Mm-hmm. How do I get people to see the future I see for my company? And how do I inspire them to want to be a part of that so that they come to work? And yes, they get paid, but they don't come to work to get paid. They come to work to build. Yeah. And that's really what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not asking for well, you maybe maybe don't know you're asking this, but yeah. I'm just giving you the fucking the icing on the cupcake. All right, bro. So the reality is, is your job is to paint such a great vision that you fully intend on fulfilling and you take action on fulfilling that is so big that the people who want to join your network or your company or your your whatever it is you're building, your organization, because their dreams fit inside of that vision. Okay. If they can't see themselves and their lives, and it's very hard to do this in the beginning because you're very small. All right. So very few people are going to believe. And this is why it's important, I think, to look at people who you trust, people who believe in you as a they know you and, and they want to support you to help pick up some of the slack in the beginning. I think that most small businesses start that way from my experience. Yeah. Um But what you really need to be focused on, man, is, you know, building out the vision of what you want to do. Because, dude, if you're building a company that is just designed to get you paid at a certain level, it's going to be very hard for you to continuously attract people that want to contribute to that because that's not what people exist to do. People don't exist to show up to work, to work hard so you can get fucking paid. Right. They show up to work hard, to contribute to something amazing that they can also make a great living doing and fulfill their financial goals and dreams. And your part in that is to not only paint the vision, but provide the path to follow through on the big vision 
All right. This means, you know, if you're running a small to medium sized business and you bought a big ass house and you're driving fucking cool shit and you're kind of living like how I fucking live and you're not growing the company, everybody's going to quit on you, dude. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to quit on you because they're going to see what the truth is. So you have to be real here. You cannot, there's no way to hide from this. Yeah. All right. I got to meet Steve Wozniak one time and spend some real time with him. Who's the co-founder of Apple, by the way, the nicest, one of the nicest men I've ever met. Definitely probably the smartest man I've ever met personally. Um, so smart that I had to like, even in basic conversation, I had to really focus to understand what he was talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, he comes from a different world, the tech world. I don't, I'm not well read there, but when I asked him what he was most proud of, and remember this guy has invented the technology that this, this man invented the technology that literally everybody uses today. Yeah. Okay. This is the guy. Yeah. This is the most influential human that is existing on the face of the planet. Under oh, yeah, you're talking about change and Hold impact. On. Yeah. Steve Wozniak is the most influential human alive. Mm. People just don't realize it. Yeah. Okay. Because he's a humble dude. He's quiet. He's unassuming, but the guy is the most influential human alive right now. Period. Fucking period. Yeah. Okay. All the technology that you use in your daily basis and, and the shit that Elon Musk used, and that all came from him. Mm. All of it. Okay. So I got to ask him, I said, well, Steve, what was your, what was your, what are you most proud of? And this is a dude who's invented fucking all kinds of like incredible shit. Like imagine being him and walking down the street of your, uh, of your city and seeing people at the coffee shop and every single fucking computer. Like I did that. Mm -hmm. I did that. I did that. Yep. Right. Yeah. But he doesn't think that way. Yeah. So I said, well, what, what was the thing you're most proud of? And he's like, you know what? When we would drive out of our headquarters, there was a subdivision land development um, that was real close by. And when I drove by it, I looked up on the hill and there's literally houses everywhere. And every house was 5 million, 6 million, 5 million, 7 million, 8 million. And they were all Apple employees. Mm. Yeah. That's somebody who gets it. Not just executives. That's, yeah. a, that's somebody yeah, yeah, who yeah. fucking gets it. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. So understand your vision the path for your employees and that you following through on that vision are the key to attracting people that want to help you build. Yeah. You have to take care of them. Okay. It's not the, 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 the people who fail in business are always the people who, when they start doing well, they keep it to themselves mm -hmm. and they stop, they stop showing up at work. They stop executing on the big deal. They stop growing the store. They stop adding locations. They stop growing. People are smart, dude. They recognize that. Like, yeah, you don't think that they're sitting in the, and no matter how big you get, if you don't think they're sitting in the break room being like, man, you know, you think they're really going to do that? There's still people like that, mm -hmm. even in our company. Yeah. Okay. So you have to be on your game as basically, dude, the easiest way to say this, you have to be the real fucking deal. Yeah. You got to be the real deal. Otherwise, you're going to be chasing your tail your whole life. Business is going to suck. You're not going to develop the amazing relationships. And French, bro, everybody in here that, I, you know, like these people are my fucking family. Right. Like I love watching them win. And even the ones that leave and go win somewhere else, I fucking love that because yeah. I know they learn the skills here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember, I remember Cody, uh, who's one of the longest employees that you've had. I remember it was in a meeting one day. He had said, I think Sal had asked him like, you know, who, 
how, how do your friends act now? He's like, well, my friends are all in this room now. Yeah. Like fucking 300 people in the fucking room. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's that bond. I think it's really interesting, too, though, because I don't, I don't see many people thinking of it like that, but, like, tapping into the actual psychological needs of those employees, right? Like, self-belonging, that, that's an innate fucking yes. human Everybody drive. wants to be a part of a winning team, dude. Everybody. Everybody. So, like, build a winning team. Yeah, that's real. That's fucking right. So it actually goes, this kind of goes right into our second question, Andy. Um, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I have a very quick sub question on that. Okay. So you said you want to give people a vision so that they come in and just don't clock in, clock out. They want to contribute to something amazing. You have a great vision and core values for your company because you want to change lives one at a time. What if somebody has an ice cream company? What vision they would put for their employees so that they get the same feeling? Well, I think ice cream is even easier than we do because ice cream is fucking That's something people want, not something shit. people need. I, I get your point. So but how, how you're asking how I would do it? To your employees so that they're not coming in and just selling ice cream. What kind of vision would you provide for your well, employees? Well, if I were building an ice cream, let's just say I, how I would do it, okay? Andy's custard. Well, no, Andy's Custard already exists, it's and it's fucking shit. amazing, yeah. by the way. I love those guys. They're from Springfield, Missouri. They're fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, I've been a customer there since they had their first fucking custard stand. No shit. Yeah, and they're just killing it, dude. Yeah. Um, really, really, really cool business. Great people. Uh, great product. They're actually, I think, the model for the best frozen custard company in the, in the whole country. Hmm. If you haven't looked them up, it's Andy's Frozen Custard. And it's really cool. You guys know what they look like. Mm -hmm. They all have a unique look. Um, it looks like a 50s diner. Yep. It's there's, one, there's one here. Yeah, there's yeah, a bunch there's here. There's a couple of them. It's here. amazing. Yeah. Closest one to here is in Kirkwood. Yep. Um, but amazing product, dude. Amazing product. And I love Ted Drews, too, just so we're clear. <laughs> I love Ted Drews. It's Ted Drews is just a different concept. Yeah. It's a family-owned, special, you know, it's an experience that it's a different thing. Yeah, it's different. Okay? Um, and I love both. So don't like, you know, Ted Drews is like legend here in St. Yeah, you Louis. You guys get the St. Louis's like, on oh, this. Is, that's blasphemy <laughs> shit. All right. Um, but how I would do it, dude. Uh, first of all, let's just say I would take their model because I believe their model is really good. Um, I would build a culture around restoring family values with them because they make Andy's frozen custard is more of an experience. It's like in the, it's like back when you were a kid and you may not know this cause you're not from here when you were a kid, but what like we would do, you maybe you did this over in India. I don't fucking know. Um, but like, you know, you would go with your family to get some ice cream and you would stand outside your car and eat it and have like a little conversation. And yep. yes. And did you guys do that? Stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like, so it, what I would build it around was bringing back the family experience. And then mm. I would back work the culture around that internally in the office, like, hey, we're doing good things. We're bringing families together. We're teaching people how to communicate. And then I would create the model and even tweak it further to, to facilitate that, right? Um, and then there's all kinds of other reasons that you would, you would do that, you know, in terms of like what the mission would be. But ultimately, man, the mission on, of that company is to bring happiness and conversation and, mm -hmm. and, and connection. So how would we connect that to our culture system you know, I would come up with core values that reflect that, um, which would be very similar to ours, what we already do. And, you know. Uh, maybe try to make healthier ice creams, uh, things like know, that. Maybe, but that's not really why people go there. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like people, when I go to get ice cream, I'm not buying ice cream 
because it's healthy. Like I'm buying first form because of that. Right. So like it's a different thing. And I think a lot of people, and this is, I think a lot of people really fuck themselves because they try to be something they really aren't. Like if I'm being frozen custard, dude, I'm gonna be the best fucking frozen custard. I'm not looking at the calories. No, everybody like, do you knows look the, the motherfucking bad. calories no. when you get a concrete. <laughs> right. no, I don't right. either. I already know. Yeah. I accepted it. That's why I'm, I'm here. Li- that's right. <laughs> I already know it's bad. <laughs> so, so yes, extra Snickers, please. <laughs> yes. So, so you know, I think you have to be what you are, the best th- that you could be. Now, could you have some a couple options for sure, for sure, dude. Um, because people are, you know, obviously way more conscious of that, but like, there's really no way to make frozen custard healthy. No, it's like fucking straight up fucking bad shit. You've accepted (laughs) it. It is what it is. But man, it tastes good. (laughs) But, um, that's just a small example, like a a two minute explanation. You know, if we sat down for a day, I could have it all lined out. hundred percent. That that cleared a lot of things. Does it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, you could do this for tires. You could do this for concrete. Absolutely. Yeah, you could do that. This isn't just for fucking supplements. Like people say, oh, well, it's easy to make people uh, get better with something. No, it's not because they have to go fucking work out. They got to drink water. They got to eat certain foods. They got to fucking, you know, be miserable. Right. They got to be uncomfortable. Like, bro, I've got to convince my customers to do all this shit to get the results. Which, by the way, is the right thing to do because it's the truth. Now, if I was an unethical person, I'd say, hey, buy this shit. It does this. You don't have to do anything. That's just fucking not the way it is. Right. And the reason that we've been successful is because we've been willing to take on the mission of educating people on what it truly takes to change your lives. Yeah. All right? So you have to be what the fuck you are and know what your product does or doesn't do and be honest about it. You know, people are not stupid, dude. People are really fucking smart. And- you know, you could do this same thing of creating an amazing experience based around any product. I, I always use the, 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 the example of tires because tires are fucking boring as shit, right? But like, dude, people actually do give a fuck about their tires, especially people with fucking families, mm-hmm. okay? So you have to figure out where that rub is. Where, where is the care? Where do they fucking care? And you build your culture around that and make it real. You see what I'm saying? I think I think a lot of it comes down to is like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think a lot of it is like just those those small business owners that like are putting so many limitations on themselves. Of course, you know what I'm saying. Like the the bro, okay, I used to do this the, too. Listen, yeah. listen. So, so I I remember one time uh, I was probably six years into my my retail business. My dad and I were driving down the road with Oscar, my American Bulldog, who passed away in 2013. And he was just a puppy. So that would have had to have been 2005. Okay. Okay. We're riding on the road, 2006, because it was right when I moved back to St. Louis from Springfield. And um, as you guys know, I had to move back in with my dad after fucking seven years of running my business. Um, I was driving down the road in the pickup truck. And, you know, my dad came from the, the electrical contracting business. So like when I was a kid, you know, we would go to these little barbecues and they'd have a barbecue set up and all the, all the, uh, electricians and contractors and workers would stop by and they'd get a fucking bratwurst or salsa or fucking, uh, you know, hot dog or whatever, hamburger and a beer and mm-hmm. some chips. And like, dude, we would go around these, these little bitty barbecues and shit and everybody hung out was cool. And like, I remember, I remember I was having this conversation <laughs> with my dad uh, driving, we were driving in his, at the time he was driving a, uh, like a 98 Dodge Ram, mm-hmm. uh, gr- it was green, 
And we were, I was, Oscar was sitting in the middle. I was, a, it was a regular cab. And Oscar was in the middle of me and my dad. I remember this perfectly because this is an idea. This is fucking what, you'll get it in a second. So I said, yeah, man. I said, you know, the one thing that you guys were able to do that we can't do is you were able to do like barbecues and connect with people. And, you know, we're a fucking health company. Like we can't do that. We can't have fucking barbecues. And my dad goes, well, why not? Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good point. Like we could probably <laughs> do a barbecue. Right. So we tried the barbecue at one of the stores. Fucking went up, dude, like 400 people showed up, which was like over the course of a day, which was like the most people we'd ever dealt with. And I'm like, holy shit. Like we could have done this seven years ago and it would have yeah. worked. And you guys just saw a summer smash. Right. Like that's a fucking barbecue, bro. Right. Like we fucking come here. We eat fucking barbecue. We party balls and it's fucking amazing. Right. And everybody has a blast and not a single person. Well, I mean, certain people stayed healthy, but most people are having fun that day. You know why? Right. Cause dude, everybody wants to have fun sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to mix that in. And, um, but that was an example of one of those limitations that you're talking about yeah. that was exposed by me just kind of venting and somebody saying, well, why not? Mm -hmm. It just happened to be my dad. Yeah. But the reason that I remember that in such details, because that fucking why not made such a massive impact in how we do everything instantly. Yes. Yeah. It changed my like, fucking perspective in like one second. Yeah. That's the, your small custard shop. There's Boo Bunny. There's, there's fucking Baskin Robbins. There's fucking dude, Dairy Queens. Listen. The biggest, <laughs> like they all started out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. DJ, I'm going to tell you this too. This is another thing. The biggest reason that most people fail in business is because they think someone else is already doing it. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of room for all kinds of people to do the same thing. Because, dude, even if you're the very best, which I feel we are, with no disrespect to the other companies, there's a lot of great companies out there. I feel like we set the standard for what most of these companies are trying to be at this point in time. And I'm, yeah. I say that humbly, yeah. okay? Um, there's lots of lots of younger companies that are coming up that I respect that are doing great things uh, that I appreciate and and you know we work with most of those companies uh, in some capacity through our retail system or whatever. Um, so I'm not saying that with disrespect, but even when you're doing the even when you're the very best, you know sometimes people just want to try something different, yeah. and that gives you an opportunity that just because people's propensity of choice of wanting a choice or something different, mm -hmm. that's where the opportunity lies for you to capture someone. Yep. Right. And you know, I'm kind of giving away the play like, but you know, go do it. Cause it's a lot harder fucking do. Right. I'm just, I, I, I dude, I give away everything because I don't think people will do it. Mm -hmm. I know how hard it is. You know, I'm just willing to fucking do it. So, so are, we, we are willing to do it. You've uh, told this numerous times. You have given everything away on all the MFCU episodes. If people are really serious, they will listen to it and make all the change they need to do. But yeah. it's hard to do. That's it. And that's why I don't have a problem doing it because anybody who goes and runs the play and becomes successful, I'm going to give them a fucking high five and be yeah. like, fucking right, bro. That's the way to do it. Fuck yeah. And you can ask some of my competitors, you know, like the competitors I'm close with that, that don't just fucking hate me because I'm me. Yeah. Um, that we have a good relationship, they'll tell you. They'll say, dude, that guy will fucking do anything to help. And it's because I fucking do. Yeah. So well, I mean, that's just a, that's an abundance mindset. It, dude, I believe that that is a huge deal. Yeah. Like I, when I see my friends win, or even my, even people who are like, like even when I see competitors win, like 
because I'm friends with a lot of my competitors, but like when I see ones I don't really like, because there's been a few I don't like, yeah. even when I see them win, I'm inspired by that win. Mm. I'm like, fuck, dude. Okay. It, like, this is going to sound fucked up, but yeah. like sometimes when I don't like these motherfuckers, this is what I say in my head. <laughs> I said, that motherfucker can do it. I don't say it like that. <laughs> I say, that fucking idiot can do it. I can fucking do it too, right? That's how, that's, that's how I look at it, okay? Yeah. I'm just being real. Yeah. That's my internal, and I'm not going to say that to publicly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe in myself. I know my team is strong. I know our team is strong. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm happy when I see even people I don't like winning because if for no other reason, it shows me that I can win better. Yeah. Well, you no, it's not going to take away from your win. Bro. No, it's it like never does. Seven, it never, eight it, it billion ne people. Bro, on this it planet. never has. It never fucking has. Not yeah. one time. Yeah. It never has. Yeah. So there's no reason to like, and that's what I. That gets back to the thing that we talk about all the time with intent. Like, there's no reason to hate on people who are more successful than you. In fact, you should train yourself and discipline yourself to look at those people and be inspired and happy that they're winning because that's what tells the universe. That you love winning. Yeah. And when you tell the universe that you love winning, guess what happens? You win more. All right? And once you start to tap into that and you understand that's the way it works, things accelerate tremendously. That's real, man. Yeah, so, so question one, again, was you know, how, are, how are you hiring your employees in that process? Question number two, um, how, how do you handle making sure your employees don't get stolen away from your competitors, right? So how do you keep your employees? We have a local competitor uh, who actively tries to go after our employees. They've made multiple attempts on a few different guys and girls. How would you deal with this situation? Um, you're, you should be so much better that like for them to go work there would be like leaving the Four Seasons to go stay at the fucking Motel 6. Mm. It's that simple. Mm. Everything should be better. The experience should be better. The pay should be better. The treatment should be better. The fucking overall mission should be better. The, the everything. Yeah. The vision should be better. Just be better. That's it. They won't yeah. leave. Yeah. Now, you, a few will leave, but you'll be glad they're gone because those are the people that are there for the money. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Yep. Like they're there and they, because the guy paid them a, a, a fucking penny more or some shit, right? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but if people leave for that, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. That's part of competing. Well, is that people like thinking the grass is greener on the other side and they go over there and like, oh shit, let me call yeah. Andy back real quick. Uh, listen, <laughs> if you're a part of a winning team and you're, less winning team offers you something to go there. Uh, and, and obviously there's also like non-competes. There's, sure. there's non-disclosures. Those are all things that you should have in your employment paperwork. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, bro, uh, you should be better. Mm. That You shouldn't rely on like contracts to like, you shouldn't have to do, do that. You should be fucking better. You should, that's what I strive to be. Yeah. Now, are, are we, I, you know, I, I'm not trying. I know we're better than anybody like in our own space. Yeah. But. Well, I don't know that for sure, but I, I think we're doing pretty well. Um, but like, I don't think of it like that. Like I'm. One of the conversations I have most frequently with my team is how do we become the premier place to fucking work to build a career? Period. Not just yeah, no, in the no, supplement. No, no, no. no, no. Just, yeah. Just not our, this is, this is, this yeah, is yeah, with, yeah. this is, this is for any company. Business. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. so, so that's what I'm trying to do. Like, I want to be better. I want the opportunity to be better here. If the opportunity is better here, people do not leave here to go there. Right. And that's how it is in your own business too. 
And, you know, that's a process, by the way, because in the beginning of business, it's like it's survival. Mm -hmm. Then it's building a base. Then when your base is built, it's okay. Let's get some, let's, let's make it a little better for the team here. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand there's phases of this a beginning or an entry level business, or even a business that's five or six years old. They're not thinking about what I'm talking about here because they're trying to fucking survive and be established. And so they're, there's different phases. And I think that if you're mindful in the beginning that your job is not just to run a business, but to actually create a tremendous life, because it took me a long time to figure this out, bro. So it took me a long time, 14 years in business to, to like, for it to click to, for me that I'm literally responsible for other motherfuckers lives. Mm. Once I fucking understood that my entire mentality changed. And yeah. that was like 2014. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, so if you can operate your business on a small level, understanding that that person, even though you just hired them and you're one year into business, that you're responsible for a big portion of their life and they're trading a, a very important portion of their life to help you with what you're trying to do. I think that's a good place to, to, to remember. It's almost like gratitude, right? Mm, like you always want to recenter to gratitude. Yep. And so you always want to recenter that to serving your employees in a, in a, in a good way, uh, while still being productive because dude, um, you can't do it alone, you know? And if you operate from a small place with that in mind, um, I think it'll cause you far less headaches. You'll be able to build a more dedicated team quicker. Yeah. This is a mistake I made that I'm sharing with you. So, um, instead of having to rotate through employees, you know, start realizing like, hey, uh, it's easier just to keep people by treating them right and paying them well and and caring about their fucking progression yeah. and their lives. That's you know? real, man. So, cool. Well, guys, let's get on to our third and final question for Andy. Switching gears just a little bit. Andy, the question is, question number three. <clears throat> is purpose an innate from birth drive or do you believe it's something that is developed based on the environment? So. I have a lot of friends, a lot of my friends, we're all in the young gun club, we're young, um, and I just can't seem to put my thumb on what my purpose truly is. I get it confused with my hobbies and interests. I'm not asking for some guru feel good shit, but how exactly did you find your purpose? It changes. Mm. It changes. Um, it develops. It's not something that, and, and bro, I think certain people might be born with a purpose and maybe you just don't know it, but you discover it. I don't really know the answer to that question. All I can speak for is a perspective of myself. Yeah. When I started in business, my perspective was I wanted to be rich as fuck. I wanted to be a baller. I basically wanted to be who the fuck I am now. Mm. Okay. Um, and that strategy cost me 10 years of my life because that's not what business is about. Business is not about you getting rich. And for the first 10 years in business, I'll be honest, I was actually pretty lucky to survive that because mm -hmm. I had the complete wrong perspective. Yeah. When I switched my perspective to serving and making a difference for my customers, I became wealthy. All right. Um, when my, in the beginning, my purpose was I want to be rich. I want to have cars. I want to fucking, you know, be a baller and blah, 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 blah. I want to fly private, all the shit in my life, okay? Um, down to the exact house I live in. I wanted that house back then. Um, <clears throat> when I 
started to understand at about 10 years in that it wasn't about me. It was about the customers. That was one big transition for me Mm -hmm. where my, where my purpose, my purpose sort of evolved, right? It went from self to uh, external. Yeah. And that was a huge fucking deal because most people can never move beyond the self to the external. Um, Then 2014 is when I had the, it clicked for me that it's not just the customer, it's actually the employee and their career. So then my purpose became, all right, fuck, I'm responsible for all these people. I got to get their careers where they need to be. I've got to help build their dreams. Right. And so that was another like evolution of my purpose, right? Um, you know, then then the podcast started uh, with Real AF. Now, MSCEO sort of started building more purpose because I started that podcast with the understanding from Vaughn that most people were not privy to the information that I had inside of me and the experience I had. It took me a, an external stimulus for me to understand that was the truth yeah like what i'm saying is is like i thought everybody knew the shit i knew right right um so when i started realizing that then i I, my purpose evolved even more because now okay now my purpose isn't just help people get fit it's it's help people build their actual businesses and i became really well known for that that was what i was known for and probably still am best known for um then 75 hard happened and it became even a bigger purpose. Right. And, and you know, now... You mean like billions of them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, and, you know, well, no, dude, it's a cultural it's a cultural shift. Yeah. Because what we're doing with 75 Hard is we're teaching people how the reality of life actually works is where mm-hmm. you, when you put in, you get out. And what right. you put in, you get out. And there is no lies in 75 Hard. The truth right. is the fucking truth. And it will expose you or mold you. It's your choice. Mm. If you adhere to it, it'll mold you into a fucking weapon. If you fucking half-ass it, if you don't do it, or if you start it and never finish it, you're going to feel worse mm. because it exposes you where you're weak, and that's not comfortable for people, okay? So then that purpose became like, okay, well, I understand I'm not just helping people develop their mental toughness. I'm actually changing the way they're operating on the ground level in society mm-hmm. as a whole. So then that was a bigger purpose, right? Right. And, you know, now we're looking at the state of America and I'm starting to feel like I'm getting pushed in that direction as even a bigger, bigger purpose than what that is. So, so my point is, is that I think for me, my purpose has continued to evolve. And that's one of the, been the, that's been one of the biggest reasons that I continue to show up and work hard because I'm so far away of from getting where I think my thing is, where my purpose is 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 uh, materialized or actualized, and I think it's important for people to set such a big purpose. You know, because people ask, they're like, "This is the question that people ask a lot." Man, you know, dude, you've got everything. Like, how the fuck do you even get up in the morning? Like, why do you even, what do you, why do you, well, dude, if you understood what Mm -hmm. I feel is my actual purpose, you'd understand that when I look in the mirror, I see a a person who is underachieving. Mm. I see a person who is not what they could be. I see a person who's done okay, but has a lot left to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what I see because my purpose is so big. And the best part about that is, is that it makes me feel fucking alive. Yeah. I have a place to go. Like somebody asked me this morning, like, 
that's curious about selling their business. Like why, what's your thoughts on selling the business? I'm like, why would I do that? Hmm. Why, why would I sell my fucking business, bro? I have a huge purpose to fulfill. I'm going to fucking need everybody's help. Yeah. That's people looking at it from the outside saying, oh, fuck, they made it. That's it. Yeah. But dude, that's not how real successful people operate, dude. Right. Like winners that have it, like Tim Grover calls them fucking cleaners. Like those kind of people, they have to have something to chew on, dude. If you don't mm. have nothing to chew on, you start chewing on yourself. And you, mm. Bro, if I fucking sold this place, I would, my whole life would burn to the motherfucking ground. Period. It'd be about two weeks, a good time, yeah. and then all downhill. And, and, <laughs> and dude, I think that's reality. I think you have to be aware of that yeah. so you don't make decisions that remove. Because like, dude, if I sold my companies, right? And I cashed out. It, would it improve my fucking life? No, because I have everything I fucking want. I've got, I've got where I want to be inside that place. Yeah. So all it could do is actually remove things from the quality of my life, right? It could yeah. make, I don't get to see my friends. Uh, I feel guilty because I didn't fulfill the promises I made to everybody. Right. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Like I have anxiety because I don't know how they're actually going to run shit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of these things matter to me. So, you know, I think it's important for people to really think about what motivates them and then work to find ways to expand that purpose into a big, big purpose because it gets you something to get up every single day and fucking go after. Yeah. And that's, that's important in life. Yeah, fuck yeah. Dude, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, says the two most important days in your life are the day that you're born and the day you find out why. Yeah. You know, but sometimes you have to create the why. Mm. Sometimes you got to build the why. Sometimes yeah. you just got to make a decision. This is my fucking mission. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking real, man. It's real shit. Love it. Well, guys, Andy. Is that three? That's three. Let's go pay the fee. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Love you. Talk to you soon. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot